Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, August 3rd. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Feel free to hit me up on either of those accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'd love to answer them right here on the show, considering we actually have a season now, and actual baseball uh, questions can be asked having to do with the current Padres, so... uh, be sure to do that, guys. Very exciting stuff. Today's episode is going to be a a pretty uh, simple one. I'm going to be recapping first the series against Colorado that happened on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then I have a preview, a little uh, preview talk that I did with Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers that I'll play for you in just a second. But first, let's get right into my thoughts about this series against Colorado. Okay. So, a, a lot happens, but then a lot didn't happen. So, what I mean by that is the first game of this season on Friday, okay? So, I was hanging out with some friends, actually, for this one. And my friend got a, a projector outside, so it was really cool. It was a really fun moment for all of us. We were watching some basketball, and my laptop died at one point. Uh, it was, like, on 2% left, so I had to wait a little bit. And I was checking it on my phone to see what happened. And then, of course, everything happened. So, first of all, I want to talk about Garrett Richards, who I thought, considering, again... Maybe I'm grading on a curve here. I thought that he was locating pitches. I thought he looked pretty good. It wasn't great. The eight hits, I know, in 5.2 innings, he did give up the eight hits and the four runs. But in fairness, I mean, I'm just saying the bullpen, Mr. Matt Strom, came in and he couldn't exactly uh, put the guy away. So that wasn't great. But still, those runs do get charged to Richards. I did like the six strikeouts and he was kind of, you know, struggling through the the game at points, but I thought that, hey, considering Colorado and you're playing in Colorado, uh, it, it's still encouraging. Again, the Padres' um, starting pitching is like the tenth best in the league in terms of ERA right now. Um, that hasn't been their problem, you know what I mean? That has not been the problem with the team. The starting pitching has been fine. Matt Schaub comes in, isn't able to, you know, gives up some hits and allows for the two other runs to score, which wasn't great. I will say though, uh, the 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 team in general, it's bad. Even with all the bullpen woes, this team has been so much fun. And that was evidence in tonight's game. So what ends up happening? So I actually didn't see it immediately live. All right. Two outs, bottom of the ninth, or top of the ninth, I should say. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. ties the game, right? And when I heard that this happened, I lost my mind. I was begging my friend to put on the projector. You know what I mean? Because my phone like wasn't getting the best connection, so I couldn't see it. It was like glitching and all that on my on my uh, the app that I was using to watch the game. Uh, he ties up the game, and then Tommy Pham ends up giving us the go-ahead home run, which was awesome to see because Pham hasn't exactly been hitting. Actually, in a lot of ways, the only Padres that's been getting hits consistently, not just getting on base, but getting hits consistently, has kind of been Tatis, and I guess Jake Cronenworth, right? Jake Cronenworth's been great for us. He goes 2-4 for in this game with a triple. Um, the, t- the three-run home run from Tommy Pham I did get to see live. That was awesome. I was so excited. I then started to rant to my friends about how I am so invested in this team for them to win every game. They haven't won in forever, right? They haven't been good in forever. And then I think about how all the Boston fans out there are complaining about the Red Sox not being good for once, despite the fact that they've got the Patriots and there's six Super Bowls that they've got to look at and the three World Series by the Red Sox. Like, Every now and then I, I lose my mind at the fact that Boston fans are complaining. And yes, before they get mad at me, yes, I do think you guys are being a little bit spoiled and complaining. Not about Mookie, 
but just that your team is good. You can complain about the bookie thing because that, that I actually think you can separate from the Red Sox. But anyway, this is not a Red Sox podcast. And then, of course, what ends up happening, it's been the story of the season. Kirby Yates comes in. He only gets two outs. He gives up three hits and two runs, one of them being a walk with the bases loaded. He walked in a run. He screamed. I saw that. He was clearly upset, and um, I was too. I was watching the game nearly having a heart attack. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this bullpen is so unbearably bad that they almost cost us this game. Thank the Lord that they brought in Drew Pomerantz to get the final out, to take him seven pitches to do so. It was nerve-wracking. He had to fly out to center. Uh, I mean, Pomerantz, guys, that's that's one of my big takeaways right now is that Pomerantz has been the only kind of consistent arm in the bullpen, and it's not good. Now, while Friday's game was super fun to watch, it was, in my opinion, the best game of the season for the Padres in terms of just excitement factor. It was great. I have to admit, I could do without some of those. I would like if, uh, you know, the bullpen kind of settled things down a little bit because then next two games in the series don't go the Padres' way, of course. Joey Lucchese, arguably, not even arguably, he is the worst pitcher out of the starting five rotation, and I think that they are going to start considering... Uh, exchanging. I think they're going to start moving around. They might start using guys like Kyle Quantrill. Unfortunately, Kyle Quantrill wasn't great, but still, uh, Lucchese only goes 1.2 innings. He gives up six hits and three runs. Oh, man. It was one of those games that from the beginning, and I'm not mad at the offense. It's easy to get mad at the offense. They only put up one run here. By far the lowest uh, and least offensive game for the Padres um, of the season. Grisham does get that nice uh, home run. That was great for him and for me as the the Grisham stan, I guess you could say. I am a Trent Grisham believer in a lot of ways, so it was nice to see him at that home run. But otherwise, there's not really much to say. Luis Pernermo does fine. He goes two innings, only gives up one hit, and gets a strikeout on 18 pitches. That was great for him. But overall, it was a lost game. you know. And I think that the big takeaway from that game is the Rockies' offense is good. It is tough to play in Colorado. But also, I just want to say, hey, it happens every now and then. The offense, with the exception of like one game this season, has scored three or more runs every single game. So I can't. I don't want to really hate on them too much. Had an off day. What can I say? And Kyle Freeland for the Rockies looks pretty sharp. He's able to get the W on that one. He goes six innings, only allowing two hits, giving up one walk and four Ks. He was good. It's annoying that the Rockies are the team that we finally cool off offensively, but that's what happens. And then yesterday's game, another kind of blowout. Uh, Zach Davies isn't terrible, and he, again, is the fifth starter. He goes five innings, gives up three runs on four hits. Not great, but then, I mean, the bullpen again, guys. Like, it's not, you know, three runs isn't, isn't a, a a totally inescapable deficit to give up from Davies. And then Tim Hill comes in, and in just 0.2 innings, he gives up two runs. And then Javi Guerra, Guerra hopefully I'm saying uh, his first name right, he goes one inning, gives up five hits on four runs. I mean, then it just makes it in- completely inconceivable that the Padres could come back at that point. Yes, they end up you know scoring a bunch of more runs, which was great, right? They get the the triple from Byers and, and, and Naylor and another one from Cronenworth. Man, Jake Cronenworth really making his name uh, known. Uh, I know that I've been talking about how he's the ultimate hipster Padres fan favorite right now, um, but he's definitely earned himself, I think, some more um, playing time just consistently. I mean, it's like his third triple, it feels like, right? He was It was nice to see that, and Myers does get the baseless clearing uh, triple, like I said, and drives in a bunch of runs. I think he drives in three. Yeah, he drove in three RBIs with that one. Um, he goes two for four. Myers secretly kind of one of the better offensive players we've had, which has been such a... 
such a delight, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so much fun that this guy has been uh, so solid for them in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, batting two fifty seven on the season with a three sixty six on base. It's just, it's great. <laughs> I love it. You know, what I, mean? I love it. Um, Myers has been pretty consistent for the team, believe it or not. Expect, uh, despite the fact that I was expecting him to be as much, and he's kind of one of the. Um, the players that are a liability on the team, but still, uh, the offense doesn't really come through. But I can't blame them. The score is like nine-one heading into the bottom of the, the the top of the ninth or whatever. Like, what what can you say? You know, what I mean, you get the double from Tatis and Grisham and Machado. Like, those are great, but you can only get so much runs when the bullpen is giving up this much. That's really the concern. I know I sound like I'm repeating myself, but I don't know what else to say. Yes. The Lucchese thing isn't great. It sounds like they're going to start experimenting and may use guys like Quantrill and maybe even start experimenting with Luis Patino and Mackenzie Gore. They might call him up and be like, hey, it's your time. You know, give us a shot. They might do like a bullpen committee type of thing where that's that's who is the fifth starter. You know what I mean? Because um, Davies has been OK. You know, Davies has been OK, for especially for a fifth starter, which is what I was expecting, by the way. Last year, only an ERA of like 3.6. He's kind of carried that into this year as being... A, a good fifth starter. Like, I that's I really do believe that. I know he doesn't strike out anybody, and he looks like a victim. <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy has, like, what, 20 pounds of muscle on? That's what it feels like. He doesn't have, like, a, uh, like like less than that, actually. Like, he feels like he's, like, a, a pound of muscle on his on his arms, right? But he's been pretty decent, um, all things considered. Bottom line is this. Padres still have one of the best winning percentages in the league, around six or seven, uh, and especially when you take into account Miami is up there, probably, just because I've only played three games. But, hey, Padres pitching stats, they're like 20th in majors, but a lot of that is because of the bullpen. And the bullpen, I think, uh, just like checking right now with Friars on base, uh, that's where I get information from. They have an ERA of 6.15, which is awful. Uh, while the ERA of the starters, which I mentioned earlier, is 10th best in the MLB with a 3.45. And, as you might imagine, the offense has been quite good. Top 10 in runs per game, the San Diego Padres are currently first with 5.9, and then after that being the Astros, the Braves, and the, the Marlins, because, you know, they haven't played many games, and then the Yankees, Cubs, and by the way, whoever saw the Yankees game yesterday, Aaron Judge, dear Lord Almighty, dear Lord Almighty, and I was really enjoying What's-His-Face, give the, uh, Give the call on that one. I, I it was it was a lot of fun. It was, oh my gosh, Judge! So that that was really fun to watch. Uh, just for the shout out to Aaron Judge, he's been amazing. In my opinion, the second most exciting player of the year. Obviously, Fred Tatis is number one. Um, and on base percentage, they currently have the eleventh best in baseball with a three point. Uh, or a .335, that is, like I said, love it, the best in baseball. Their batting average isn't great, but it shows that they're able to take walks. And I think, in general, the team so far, great offense. It sh- it's it's unlike most years, and I've been saying it before. The big thing with the team is on base percentage. Can they take walks? And I was expecting that to improve upon the past few years when they were ranking 26th and last and 27th around all those areas. And now, with the additions of guys like Grisham and Pham, it's really improved tremendously. And they lead the, um, the major and stolen bases with 14 so they've been able to kind of um uh, score runs in a variety of different ways so Padres in general so far it was a discouraging series against the Rockies because yet again the bullpen wasn't good but I do think to a degree it's been so bad that I think we should expect a regression to uh the average you know what I mean a positive regression I think I think we're hoping for Kirby Yates to get back on track I'm not like one of um, some of the people out there who are already saying put Pomeranz as the closer no you do have to give um, Yates a little bit of a leash he has earned it especially considering what he did last year with his 1.19 ERA I mean come on guys right so still deserves a shot but 
in a shortened season, I understand if if he struggles a little bit more, I could see him losing that closing role. I can see it, and I can see them start maybe experimenting with prospects. You know what I mean? I could see that happening if uh, if the bullpen can't get it, you know, straightened out, with the exception of Pomerantz. So yeah, hopefully that's my big thing. Once again, it's the bullpen, guys. The bullpen has been atrocious, hoping for it to improve. Uh, and that's really all I have to say about the weekend series. Now, if you're like me, ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, which I granted admit there probably aren't many too many people like me because I'm a bit of a loser, but you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating food. That's why I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. That's right, but I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites to get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, everyone, what's up? I am being joined by uh, the Snydog. It's been a while since he's been on the podcast. The last time he was on the podcast, he was he was very cocky, actually. He was making fun of the Padres in a lot of different ways. He was saying, they're no threat. That's Mr. Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers. Sir, do you still feel that way about the Padres? I don't remember that specifically, but that does sound like something <laughs> I would do. Um no, you know, I, I think the Padres are a perfectly fine team, and uh, I, I think they stand just as good a chance as anybody in the National League West of finishing in second place this year. Yeah, yeah, there it is, there it is, <laughs> there it is. You finished it right at the end there <laughs> with the <laughs> the thing. Oh, man, you're really good at that. So, um, I wanted to ask you really quickly about because we got an upcoming series, three game series against the Dodgers. Um, both our teams, I think, in a, in a few ways, have been perfect uh, for sure, especially the Padres, I'd say. Um, what is the current kind of status feeling um, on the Dodgers so far? Yeah, for, for me, it's, uh, it's mostly good. It's kind of interesting because they haven't really got going offensively yet, mm-hmm. um, but they're 7-3 they're and three, uh, in, in first place in the division, uh, you know, they, and they could very easily be, you know, 9-1 or 10-0. and 0. They They – Lost one game to the Giants by one run. The other one was just an ugly game, um, and then they they lost a game to the D-backs that they had a lead late in the season, late in the game. I mean, and the only bad game their bullpen has had blew a lead. And so, you know, they they could easily be nine and one, and that's even though uh, that that's just if a couple little things have gone differently. But I mean, Cody Bellinger just hit his first home run of the season on Sunday. Jock Peterson hasn't got going yet. Mookie Betts is just starting to get going. Max, Max Muncy has three homers, but hasn't done much else. And so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't really started to click for them offensively, and yet they're they they're playing really well. And so uh, I, I'm feeling good about things. You tell me how you're feeling about the Padres. So, okay, so it's it's um it's interesting because the Padres, one of the things that that's been, and I've said this a couple times already, that on base percentage and just getting walks is not something the team has been good at for the past, I don't know, forever, honestly, but especially with this crop of guys, they've been really good at that so far. You know what I mean? Um, They've been excellent. 
they've been getting on base. The offense has not been a problem with the exception of only one game, which was uh, Saturday's game against the Rockies, which they lost one to six. They've scored three runs or more in every single game. And they lost, uh, we're recording this uh, on Sunday, they lost their game to the Rockies in kind of a blowout. But funny enough, Will Myers has been like one of their more consistent offensive players. He's been taking walks, uh, getting hits when they needed it. Um, the feeling around the Padres right now is it's very odd because the thing that was supposed to be the strength of the team, the bullpen, has been one of the worst in the majors um, possibly this year. Kirby Yates struggled. He almost blew the game against the Rockies on Friday, which they ended up winning because Fernando Tatis and Tommy Pham are awesome. But it's very concerning that the bullpen, which was projected to be so good, has been struggling basically every single game. And the only person that's been a consistent source has been Drew Pomeran. So while uh, the offense has been great, and I think the starting pitching has been very steady and solid, uh, the bullpen has been blowing a lot of games. And I think that at least the Giants game, which you might have heard about with the Yastrzemski walk-off, I think they would really like to have that one back and that they could definitely easily be 7-3. and three. Uh, Same thing with the Dodgers if that game went the way it should have gone. Yeah. Now, I only watched the Padres when the president of the Dodgers. Is uh, Kirby V8 <laughs> struggling not a normal thing? Because I've seen a lot of it. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> see what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, this is what I'm it does. sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not sorry, but I'm saying I'm sorry for the sake of politeness. It's the snarky dog, I guess, right? Um, All right, Javi, I'm going to ask you, though. What do you think is the one key for the Padres to win this series against the Dodgers? The one key is, I think... Believe it or not, I'm not going to go with the bullpen. That's the easy answer. I'm going to go with Garrett Richards. I'm not Garrett Richards. Denelson Lamette, Chris Paddock. How much ace star power do these guys have? We've seen it before. Chris Paddock is awesome. The the, the sheriff, the lion tattoo and all that. I've talked about this before. But this is their first, not first. I mean, the D-backs are a good team. but And the Rockies too, to an extent. But uh, the Dodgers are the biggest test in the division. So this is a big show me game. This is a game to be like, let's see just how good these guys are. We know they're good, but how good are they? And I think that since they're going to be pitching, uh, we've got Paddock coming up tomorrow, and then we've got Denelson Lament. And then Garrett Richards, too, It's the top of our rotation. Can the steady pitching continue? I'm not going to press the panic button completely yet on the bullpen because I still think it's been such a disaster that a regression to mean can kind of be expected. But in terms of starting pitching, I want to see. I want to see and uh, be sure that can they stop a lineup that is so stupidly loaded as the Dodgers is. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of goes along with my key for the Dodgers to win is to to get into that bullpen, uh, make Mm -hmm. the starters throw pitches. You know, I mean Paddock or Bumgarner Junior. as I like to call him, uh, and I don't (laughs) mean that as a compliment. Um, He's going to be. What's going on? <laughs> this guy, man. Uh, I'm sure Chris Paddock's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, all, all three of those guys who the Dodgers are going to be facing throw – or ha- the, I think the Dodgers can make them throw a lot of pitches and get mm-hmm. into the bullpen early. And that's really been the Padres' weakness this year is, you know, even the starters of all are mostly pitched really well just mm-hmm. not quite as long as, as you might hope when the, when the yeah. bullpen is performing the way it has been. And so uh, for the Dodgers to get into that bullpen, I think that's the key. And some of that will come down to, you know, Mookie Betts had to leave Sunday's game with a little finger injury. We don't know if he'll be available or not. Uh, Corey Seager missed Sunday's game with a little injury. So it's kind of a, you know, they've been, you know, Seager's been the Dodgers' best hitter and, and Mookie has been their hottest hitter lately. He's starting to turn it on. And so that could be a big factor in this series. But a lot of it's going to come down to just just grinding out the bats, which the Dodgers do. 
I mean, even mm-hmm. even good pitchers, the Dodgers have them in the in the 40s and pitch count in the second inning. And, you know, just that really changed the tone of a game. So that's what I'm looking for is to get into that bullpen. And obviously, I, I agree with you that I think the Padres bullpen has to get better at some point. But I don't necessarily think a team like the Dodgers is the team that it's going to suddenly right. get better against. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, it is baseball. It is sports. You never really know. But it's definitely one of those things where it's like, Kirby Yates, what are you doing? Why are you walking guys with the bases loaded? Uh, he's only given up multiple runs like that in two of his addings last year. You know, and, you know, as you made fun of him Who before. Was he facing? Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember totally who was facing. <laughs> um, but it's it's but even still, even if it was the Dodgers, it's still remarkable how bad he's been so far. Uh, Amelia Pagan struggling, Matt Strom struggling, who, yeah. Not the biggest name in the world, but still these these guys that shouldn't be blowing entire games as much as they've been doing. And with the Padres, it's like, hey, they take out Paddock at like 75, 80 pitches and around that area. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that with the Dodgers, man, especially with the bullpen struggling. So I'm really curious to see uh, what happens there. And also, no Eric Cosmer. That's another thing. Um, he's not playing, which is that a yes. point in favor or against? The, the so, Padres? so it's, I'd say it's a point, uh, not in favor just because he's been, he was actually good for them so far. It's so funny that the, that Hosmer and Myers, I mean, Myers' OPS is like a thousand right now. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how this happens. Um, and that's again, another thing that's probably expected to regress in some ways. Um, but, uh, really quickly though, what did you mean? Why, why do you refer to Paddock as Bob Garner Jr.? Just the cowboy thing. Just the cowboy it's, thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the sheriff they are. And I get you. I get yeah. you. Um, obviously if he can perform like Bum Garner, the Padres will definitely take that. Yeah, absolutely. We would take that for sure. I mean, we already killed a Bum Garner and you know, let's have maybe Bum Garner's prime. We'll see about that. Uh, Jeff, it's been fun. Um, by the time, Hopefully everybody hears this. Uh, they'll be also with me and they will be understanding your cockiness and your optimism. It is justifiable. The Dodgers are so stupidly stacked and it's annoying. And Betts has looked great. Um, you got any other last kind of words to say about the series? I uh, know my listeners are used to be me being an a-hole. So they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll understand this just fine. And, uh, you know, uh, once again, we can. it's nice to every once in a while pretend this is a rivalry. <laughs> It's so funny that I usually do these remarks at the end of the podcast. I'm usually like, oh, I'll see you guys next time after they do the sweep. But I can't because they're good and you're also doing this better than me. Uh, Jeff, it's been a lot of fun, though. Uh, I'll talk to you soon and hopefully uh, we get a good series, at least. Yeah, least hopefully we I, I hope series. so, too. It's always more fun when both teams play well and let's do this again soon. All right, for sure, man. And yip, zap, zap, bop, badoop. There you go, everybody. We're done uh, talking to Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers. Remember to go follow him and follow that podcast. He's great. Um, he's a little bit of a cocky SOB. <laughs> I love talking to Jeff, though. I really do. We're definitely going to do more chats uh, as the season goes along, especially since we've got the D-backs coming up after this Dodgers um, series and then the Dodgers again. So we'll definitely be talking. Uh, hopefully by then the Padres will have earned his respect a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, really excited for tonight's game. Can't wait to see Paddock, honestly. Every single Paddock and Lamette uh, pitching is honestly appointment viewing as far as I'm concerned, especially Paddock, obviously. And even Richards, to a degree, I think is kind of... I get really excited for it. That's a very insider Padres thing. But I think in general, it's uh, it's worth it for baseball fans to check these guys out. Um, they're so much fun. And this is, without a doubt, their biggest test. So we'll see how that goes. And with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. 
this week. Got some cool episodes coming up. Going to recap the Dodgers game for sure. Uh, probably that'll be Tuesday and Wednesday's episodes. Probably recapping the games. And might have Millard, my old buddy Millard, come on because we're playing the, Di- the Diamondbacks again, who are currently last in the division. So maybe I cursed him for good with that Padres uh, uh, victory at our wager that maybe uh, changes profile icon on Twitter. Uh, probably going to talk to him again. And Mr. Um, Aram Layton of Locked On Marlins. Uh, he's just started a podcast. It's called Locked On MLB Podcast. He's going to be coming on the show this week to talk about the Padres podcast. A good prospect uh, talk, I think, is what uh, would be great. I think that'll be a great thing to put. I think it's Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, the Padres have a day off for the first time. So I'm going to probably try and run that on that day or on Friday, one of the two. uh, So you guys have something to look forward to that time. So yeah, until those next times, guys, remember to stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.